I'm Maya, and this week I love the OC because do you know what girls find sexy? Confidence, Cohen. I'm Dan, and this week I love the OC because while I'm not really a bad boy, I will be by the time summer's done with me. (laughs) I'm Curbs, and this week I love the OC because Seth doesn't dance, he just moves well. And I'm Mark, and this week I love the OC because Sandy Cohen is mysteriously bad at Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> Apparently, he has switched his stance on the video game. All and, video game. And now all it is time. all video game. <laughs> so you So yeah, last week was uh, episode three, um, where Ryan was uh, kind of back and forth, but now he is in the Cohen household. Curbs, you want to read us the recap of this week? Sure. This recap comes from the booklet that came with my DVD set. So <laughs> episode four, the debut, Ryan promised to stay out of trouble, but trouble finds him as he, Seth, Marissa, and others take part in one of the biggest events on the Newport social calendar, the Debutantes Ball. So we start off the episode uh, with video game. Coincidentally, Ryan and Seth are playing a video game and Sandy and Kirsten come in and they're kind of really well dressed for it just being a normal day. Um, And they ask Seth to leave and uh, they then announce to Ryan that they would like to take custody of him. It's actually a very sweet moment. I like it. It was really nice. It is. Kirsten's outfit, though, it was like a white suit with red shirt and red shoes. And I was like, interesting. Yeah, it looked like she was uh, like going to show you a new car and also be your mom. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to do to get you in, <laughs> into this house, in, into this new family? <laughs> uh, no, but they like they like ask him. They like say we have to like like if you want to stay here, we have to take you on like take you on legally. And and Ryan says, well, you guys don't have to do that. And he's already yeah. mentally yeah. He's like, I bags. can't ask you to do that. And he's like, and Sandy's like, no. We already made the decision. We're asking you. The the love, which is quickly kind of interrupted by a Seth Cohen coming around the corner. Uh, it's just a perfect camera angle. It's like, oh, okay, Seth, you can come out now. And like, he literally leans out from like behind a forest a wall. elf. He appears. <laughs> he's just and, been standing. Uh, he's just there. been standing there the whole time. The one string that's attached. Ryan has to stay out of trouble. Yeah, he has to stay out of oh, trouble. God, that's going to be really tough. Yeah, I know. And that's what <laughs> Seth basically says to him. You know, you know, how hard could that possibly be? But Sam. But Sandy makes a really good point. Ryan asks him, well, what if something happens and you don't want to be my legal guardian anymore? And Sandy's like, what could happen? You steal a car, burn down a house, beat up the captain of the water polo te- team? Those <laughs> ships, ships have sailed. sailed, my friend. Yeah, it's good. It's a good line. And it's just like a really great little family moment at the beginning of this thing where, you know, Ryan's Ryan's kind of a part of the family now. And he's kind of learning what unconditional love is, yeah. which is kind of sad, but also really cool. He's um, also learning in Seth's words what a life of insecurity and paralyzing yes. self-doubt is all about. <laughs> uh, he is now officially a member of the Coens. But yeah, it, 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 start, it, it ends with kind of that beat of like the Seth being like, well, I can't be that hard like to stay out of trouble. And then it goes right into the theme song. And then when we return, uh, they have now gone to the pool house where they're just kind of commenting on how shitty of the uh, a place to live the pool house actually Here's is. Here's the thing. They have, I'm assuming, more than two bedrooms in the house. I understand. I think about this all the time. I understand why. <laughs> I understand why when he was like the delinquent that was going to stay there for the weekend, Kirsten was like, "Even Keep that is a, a little building. It was a little. Even weird. that is a little. But like weird, now but. that he's like your son, you're still going to give him his own building. I I don't know. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like that is very weird. But anyway, they're talking about how it's like not very fit for a person to live there. Like he's like, "Is the bed comfortable?" And Seth is jumping on it, and it has no give. It looks like a rock <laughs> with 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 bed sheets and. Um, then she makes a comment where everyone always makes really awkward comments to Ryan. Oh, I guess you don't have any clothes. It all burned <laughs> up in the model home. I mean, yeah. And, but he's like, I got all the clothes I need. He's like, I'm it's, fine. 
What do you have? What do you chokers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he kept all of his chokers. Like he keeps them tethered to his kneecaps. They're they're in his pants at all times. He keeps one in each sock. <laughs> he, yeah, he pulls one. Yeah, there. Have we seen Ryan? I, I think we've only ever seen Ryan wearing his street clothes, which is jeans, <laughs> jeans, white, 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 uh, white, white tanky, a, a shirt. <laughs> Yeah, white tanky. Uh, <laughs> hoodie and leather jacket and choker. Or we've seen him in formal wear. Yeah. 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 Plus choker. He's yeah. literally like a like a Sims character. Like <laughs> you, press, you press the button. So, 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 so we, we we're about to get into like the meat of the episode here with the cotillion talk. Yeah, because naturally, all right, this is settled. We've brought you into a, into our home. It has been for the, a week since for, the fashion show. Yeah, yeah, we brought you into our and home. Casino night has happened within that time yes. for what seems like the fifth or sixth time. We have we have decided. All right, he's staying here. They've made the decision to, that he's going to stay there. So naturally, what do they do next? Fancy formal social event. That's three in a row. It goes. The first one is like, yeah, it's just incredible. Seth does break out some awesome meta where he does like the yeah since the last one. Yeah, where no, so, yeah. so uh, Kirsten's like Cotillion's Newport's biggest social event. Seth is like until whatever's next week. Yeah, that's, <laughs> which like we did skip. We're all thinking it that. is very meta though. It's very us being yeah. like at the audience like ah, you're right. It's been like we that. did skip over a Seth line that I like, which is just mom, don't say underpants. Yeah, <laughs> then. This episode goes into a level of cringe that is hard for me to watch. And I've, I, of course, am talking about the scene with Sandy and Jimmy where they're outside of the Cohen's house and Jimmy has decided to walk up to Sandy. And it's just this moment where, like, like Jimmy's like trying to thank him for the money. And Sandy's like, yeah, yeah, I don't like you. But then he keeps keeps going. So like, how much did you lose? And Jimmy's like, well, it's so great that you gave us that money. He's like, yeah, but like, what happened? And he's like, well, you know, it's really great that you gave us the money. It's just like he, like, you <laughs> know, yeah, it's super weird and super awkward and hard to watch. And it's, it's just yeah, and and just right at the end, he ends the conversation with Sandy just going. Well, how'd you lose it? And then, <laughs> and then Jimmy's just like, see you, Sandy. After that awkward scene, we enter, do we enter Marissa's home? Am I wrong? I think it cuts back to the fitting oh. for Katelyn. Yeah, because the, there's, the there's, there's an awkward scene where like Luke is there and Ryan and Marissa are all there. And then Kirsten is like, this situation needs an adult. Let me interject. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, and and it, it has this. It has the kind of uh, summer saying like, you know, I could use a white knight, and Seth just comes right into the picture, and it's like <laughs> Seth, Seth Cohen, answering. white knight, and just like all right. Like, <laughs> She's talking to Ryan, and yeah. he's answering all yeah. of her statements. So, yeah. so does does Summer not have an escort for Cotillion? I had that question too. Yeah, me, me thinks. Okay, so I wrote two separate fictions in my head. <laughs> One, she didn't. Two, she did, but was willing to forego it because she believed that Marissa was setting her up with Ryan, which seems very yeah. likely yep. because at the end of that conversation, she should believe that Marissa's going to set her up with Ryan. She says kind of repeatedly that like they go off into a room uh, with Liz Fair in yes, the background. Yes, I put that in my notes. Um, and uh, they go into the kind of dressing room and they're talking to each other. Once again, can I just mention this? Summer is actually a good friend because one more time, Marissa says something a little weird and Summer asks about it. Like Summer doesn't dig deep. Like she's not like a second <laughs> level, but she, she goes the first level, which is like she's like, "Oh, you're not into him, are you?" Like I under I could hear something in your voice that was off. "Oh, you're not into him, are you?" Okay. Okay, as long as you're saying you're not, I'm fine. She's right. like, I'm hearing you oh, tell yeah. me this strange stuff. Well, why can't I? By Liz Fair is playing. I'm going to read into it a little bit <laughs> yeah, more. She's reading into the subtext of the conversation yeah. <laughs> herself. But but it is this another instance of again, Marissa just plain old lying to Summer while Summer's yeah. actually trying to ask a question that like is a fair question to ask. And I think like that's also a response to your initial uh, pondering about why Summer doesn't have a date. She's so, and that's like why this show is so good. Like everyone's so stuck in their own roles. Like Summer at this point, even in the DVD book, was like described as an other. Like she's still so just Marissa's best friend that she literally has nothing else going for her yet. We get more into that, but mm-hmm. um, Marissa also makes a good point in that scene when Summer's talking about how he's a bad one. She's like, Ryan's not really a bad boy, and she's kind of right because he seems to end up in these situations, but not because he's like trying to. Yeah, and because once she got to know him, once she started talking to him, she realized he's not like putting on a front. He's yeah. just being himself. 
he does have like a hard exterior, like he's not going to let you in right away, but he also doesn't put up a front. We missed a crucial thing, and it's all my fault. We freaking missed the fact that Luke, again, used a geishal slur. He uses a bad one. And it's like really weird because it's the one where he's saying like, isn't this the one where he says like he calls him that and then he immediately says like, no, it's okay. Yeah, he's born yeah, that way. Yeah. And it's like, all right. like, Wait. And I believe he said. Isn't that that one? I remember that he says gay and not queer. Yeah. And it felt a lot less comfortable. Yeah, and a lot more like insidious. Yeah. So uh, let's just move on. Uh, so we, we cut to a scene where after all of this trouble during the fitting session, Ryan just comes to the decision that he does not want to go to Cotillion. Uh, which is pretty legit. I yeah. respect it. He's making an excellent point. He's like, don't you think that this is just asking for trouble? And they're like, oh no, it's fine. And he's just like, can we think about it for 20 well, seconds? And also, like, Seth really does want him there yeah. because this is Seth's opportunity to, like, do something with Summer in the sense of, like, dance with her, I guess. Like, but to him, like, this is an interaction point and he kind of needs his wingman, who's Ryan, right? Because mm-hmm. as we saw, pre Ryan Seth sucks and post Ryan Seth, is awesome or and, learning how to yeah. be. Or awesome. sucks less at least. Yeah. And just like a, a side note, based off that, like this is the first episode where Seth Cohen is actually like great in that Seth Cohen way. No, you're right. Like he very much is in the mode of like I, I'm starting to figure all of this out, and he still makes some like weird comments and stuff. Like yeah, regardless. Um, so Ryan decides not to go. Seth really wants him to go, but Ryan makes the decision not to go. Uh, so what does Ryan choose to do with this information? Go talk to Marissa. Yeah, immediately. Well, um, it's, it's fair enough because uh, he tries to get Seth to tell Marissa, and Seth pretty understandably says, no, you go do that. Yeah, yeah you go do that yourself. Yeah. yeah, texting really not a thing yet, apparently. And so he goes to... Ryan probably doesn't have a phone. No, def- well, it burned up if he did. Um, and he goes to... Uh, Marissa's house, knock, knock, knocks on the door. And who answers the door? A half-dressed Marissa. Because <laughs> that's the life she's living it's, right now. It's like she saw him coming. Yeah, she, she definitely was watching did, yeah. him through a window and then like bustled downstairs. She took, she took her khaki capris off. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and in, in this scene, this is a very, very good scene. Oh, it's a very good scene. Marissa, the thing that really got me was Marissa's eyes look like an anime character. They are so big. They, she just has these gigantic sparkling eyes this yeah. entire time. She lights up every single time she sees Ryan. Absolutely. And also like Ryan when when he zips her up or whatever. Well, yeah, it's it's not even a zip. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would have had trouble figuring that out. It's like a bunch of like dots and straps. then a few straps and you're trying to like do I rubber is it's it a like rubber? It's like an abacus. It, like, yeah. <laughs> he kind of has that stuff. Cohen like oh hi Summer like he's sort of just like but he's also got his like Ryan face so he's like brooding but also confused it's yeah. like it's really great yeah, yeah and he's coming there to tell her that he's not going and after zipping her up she goes so what was it you wanted to say about Cotillion and he's like uh what what time should I be there <laughs> he's such a sweetheart he could have asked anybody in his house um, but she just takes that she doesn't mind yeah, no, hey we did miss one thing which mm. we should not skip over the SEC guys come to Sandy Cohen's office and they tell Sandy that they're investigating Jimmy Cooper because turns out he's garbage and fraud and whatever. Yeah, he's and been using he's been using client money to settle his own debts. Yeah. Which and I thought that's what a hedge fund was. <laughs> <laughs> but but I am not I am not an SEC lawyer. So yeah. what do I know? And um, I'm assuming if it is how it works, he's just doing it more than allowed. <laughs> or, yeah, or he's just doing it in a... In a he's in some bad yeah. shit. So it's a problem because Kirsten, Sandy's wife, lent $100,000 to Jimmy as a friend loan, not a business loan. Which really. makes them a subject of the investigation exactly. as well. Sandy goes and tells Kirsten immediately, and they're like, uh ah. And most specifically, they decide they're not going to tell everyone yeah. yet. Sandy well, wants to tell everyone. Sandy Kirsten's wants to tell like, everyone. just let me talk to him. So she he then goes over to uh, Jimmy's house for a quickie. Um, <laughs> and, God, Julie Cooper's great. And then Jimmy has the line, I wasn't stealing, I was borrowing because he's a 
fucking worst. Yeah, Jimmy has so many cringeworthy lines in this episode that are like, not because he delivers them poorly, but because like, this is a man who has lost sight of everything. Like, he is delusional. Jimmy doesn't view it as him doing a bad thing for his family. Jimmy views it as, I did a thing for my family. Like, he doesn't seem to understand that the, the thing he did is bad. And he keeps saying, I just need that one stock. I just need that one stock. Like, he's he's not planning on stopping. stock's coming through. It's like, going it's yeah. to change. Yeah. Before the market changes, over and over again, he doesn't understand how lose money happens. He gets how gain <laughs> money happens. He doesn't know how to actually run a business. It fucking pisses me off that Jimmy says straight up to Kirsten's face, if only what somebody would fucking help me out. Like, yes. she gave you a hundred fucking thousand dollars, you piece of shit, man. Like, are you kidding me? That's another example of him losing sight of like, Every fucking thing in life. Like, He's are you kidding it. me? And then we go to Cotillion practice. Yeah, the, the, what, what, what did Seth call it in order for it to not be dance class? He called it like a rehearsal. Was that what he said? Something like I that. I think it was the to rehearsal. Be fair, dance things like that are rehearsals. Yeah, well, I think it was more than just a rehearsal. I think it was, you're right, a class. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's not yeah. totally lying. Um, we're about to meet my favorite character on season one of the OC. Um, Holly? Can we, just talk about, can we just talk about Ryan was wearing the blazer, but he still had his choker? I really yes, liked that. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. And then Seth had a choker blazer. blazer. What if he had Black a choker undershirt. that like was really thin, but just had a tiny little bow on it? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Yes, we go to dance class. Uh, Ryan does not know it's dance class. Yes. Uh, Ryan would not have gone if he had known it was dance class. Yeah, Seth would be by himself if it was dance and class. Seth knows this, which is yeah. why he lied. So they walk over to Marissa, and who's, who's like Marissa's ready to see them. She's like the teacher. She's like also in cotillion, but also she's well, the lead deputy. It's her cotillion. Right. They, they say right. that Julie Cooper right. says that more than once. Like yeah. this is your cotillion. Does she like, have a clipboard? She does. <laughs> she looks like she has a clipboard where she has all of the pairs on it. And does like, she hold it a specific way? Does yes. she have a clipboard and then a tinier clipboard on the left? Oh, I'm. Sh- <laughs> certain um, but she walks over to them super pumped to see them um, maybe it's because they're one of the last people there because everyone's already there it seems um, you know who else is there we haven't met her yet so yeah so Marissa yeah this is like a slow build um, so Marissa has the clipboard and she's like Ryan let me introduce you to your debutante and uh, Summer pops out of nowhere like an elf and is again like like we've already met and she's like well actually you're not with him, and which Seth- is the fucking bossest move. <laughs> Marissa is a stone cold motherfucking fox. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She's like, I know how slutty my friend is. That's a bad word to use. I know how promiscuous my friend is. And I know that my friend would definitely be getting down with Ryan tonight if I paired them up together. So you know what I'm going to do? Do a little switcheroo. I just like that Summer goes, you gave him to someone else right in front of him. Right in front. He's a piece of meat to her. Wait, but if Summer isn't Ryan, isn't isn't Ryan's part of Ryan's pair, who is Mark? Who is it? Who is Ryan escorting to Cassellia? It's not Holly. Maybe we should ask Maya. It's Holly's mom. Yeah, Maya, 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 who who is is it? it? That would be the new uh, transplant from Pittsburgh, Anna Stern. Pittsburgh. Oh. Ew. God, um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the perfect city for her to come for her from. To come from. Right? Yes. <laughs> totally. So let me just like just go. Anna Stern is the most beautiful character on the show. She's got a, a haircut that was like an intentional oh, haircut in 2003 so and still looks good in the way that no one else's hair does in, on the show now. She's kind of like the first character that we see. So we have like the Coens and Ryan and the people we know, and then the secondary character and sort of the others like Summer and everyone. And, and the everyone's, yeah. everyone's really comfortably predictable like we understand who everyone is right off the bat but Anna shows up and she just kind of like schmoozes with everyone she's got this swagger that is really genuine and is so out of place on the OC it is like so refreshing that they just dropped this character in with like no explanation I, we could have we we had enough drama going in this episode before Anna even showed absolutely. up. We had characters fighting with other characters. We had love interests, and then they just dropped this like beautiful person in who's actually kind of relatable to people watching the show. That is a hundred percent what I was going to say. She is our first actual outsider that we can relate to. Yeah, like because Ryan, we can't really like we try to, and we kind of see things through his eyes a little bit. But when she comes on, she does us so much like exposing the bullshit for being bullshit. And it's so perfect because it's exactly like 
who what we need and like what we're kind of like looking for. Like, there's moments in the show that are so ridiculous. Like, why isn't anyone realizing how ridiculous that is? And Seth sometimes has an aside. Ryan sometimes has an aside. Her whole character is built on this idea mm-hmm. that like I am in a place that's crazy and terrible, but she knows it and she is willing to do whatever it takes to just be herself. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what she has. She says. Do you know what um, girls find sexy? And Seth's like, oh, I don't know. What is it, water polo? And she's like, it's confidence. And then he's like, oh, and she's like, no, check this out. She's like, will you be my escort to the cotillion? And then he's like, and she's like, confidence, Cohen. Confidence. She just like looks him in the eye and is like, this is how you do things. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, she does that about so many things. Like, so in the scene where they're like rehearsing, so she ends up paired with Ryan and Summer ends up paired with Seth, who was uh, not just her third choice, her last choice, but she ends up paired with Ryan and they just have so many fascinating conversations. Like, first off, she doesn't put her hand on him right. And so then Marissa has to show her. Exactly. Like, just like Ryan is a golf club and uh, Anna is the golfer. And she's like, no, 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 let me show you. Grabs the golf club and just like cradles it perfectly right <laughs> yeah, in front of her. just adjust Anna's hand. No, no, she no. She has to step in She's going to show you on this, again, piece of meat, uh, Ryan. Mercy gets like right up in there. And then, uh, of course, Luke comes in. Luke is bad. Luke and, says bad thing. Marissa, don't. Bit mad, Luke. I love you still. But like Luke does walk in on a moment that was shot basically like a romance movie where Marissa comes over and she's like, no, put your hand here and shows him. And then they both look at each other and like. They're about to kiss. And there's like slow motion going on. And it's like all these feelings. And Anna's just. You mean when his his hand in literal slow motion goes down her back, like just at her waistline. And and there is, I, I'm pretty sure there is a shot of Anna looking at this and being like, "What the hell? <laughs> what have I walked she, into?" Anna she's, looks into the camera, and slowly zooms in. She, on yeah, the, she is the gym. Yeah, she's she the gym like, from the office it? in this episode. But she does a really great job of then immediately assessing the situation. Oh, so, she's so good at that. So very good. And so then, oh, it gets broken up very quickly. Ryan goes straight to Anna, and she just immediately goes goes into him about it. Like, it's, wow, you're really into her. Yeah, you are into her, huh? Yep. And he is. And then there's the, for some reason it comes up and she's like, wait, are you the guy that like burned down a house and you're from Chino? And he's like, they're talking about it in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) like, is that going to be a problem? She's like, I can't wait. And he's like, all right. It could have been so easy for this character to be bad. Mm -hmm. So easy. It could be so easy for her to be like Avril Lavigne cool, where it's just like forced and she's like a pop star that's. Like very much putting on like a persona. Yeah, she like, could have been, yeah you're right. Like she could have been whatever. too cool, but instead she's like she is too cool for it. But she's still there. Yeah. Like she's still yeah. doing the debutante ball. And I think maybe it's because she understands that like I can go back to Pittsburgh and things are fine, or I can be here and things are fine. Like she seems very secure in herself, which I think really mm-hmm. helps in a way that literally no one else there is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, afterwards, um, Holly quick invites Ryan to the after party that they have every year. Awkward moment with Seth again, just like <laughs> always. <laughs> We didn't have it last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. I hate that part. Awkward Seth Cohen. I hate. No, I just hate when like what? high school girls were just like really mean for no reason. Yeah, sure, but also very accurate, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you hate it, but not because it's not true. You hate it because it's exactly how people like that acted. Mm-hmm. Ryan does not want to go to party. Uh, it becomes very evident that Ryan is like not into going to Holly's party because again, Ryan keeps advocating for himself because he understands that he doesn't want to get in trouble again. Um, and everyone keeps going, no, trouble yeah. is this way, come. Because he's yeah. like, I will lose out on this great thing yeah. if I get in trouble. Because he understands and the I stakes. And I do not want that. And no one else gets his stakes but him. Also, and, Holly's parties seem entirely overwhelming. Yeah, they yeah. have too much. He's like, I've been to one they're of these before. Like, and, 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 and it was like three, three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> was, so like, they're talking at a, uh, don't they even talk about it at the house later? And Seth is still trying to convince him to come to the party so that he can mm-hmm. like, Potentially, like, no, you just gotta come for a little bit so, like, I can, you know, go talk to, you know, like, Summer's gonna be there basically, and Marissa's gonna, whatever. And so he goes. And he gives in, and he goes. So, so this is—is is this when they go to the party? They just like but, cut to the party. But is this when um, Jimmy runs into uh, Todd from Breaking Bad? Not Todd. Oh yeah, the first time Ted um, from Breaking Bad. Yeah, because yeah. they're about to have a party. 
Um, and so he's he Holly's dad. Runs into Holly's dad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they are picking up food because this time Holly's parents are back from Europe or wherever they were. Her response to this is, "I'm going to throw the same party I've been having every two days." Yeah. <laughs> but this time with barbecue. And somehow this time there's food. Somehow this is surprising to uh, Jimmy in some way. He's like, "Oh, having a party!" Like, like he doesn't know that Holly always has parties. Like. It's because Jimmy doesn't know anything about anything. He's the worst. He knows everything about ESPN Classic, and that is it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know anything about money. Oh, kids having a party? <laughs> so anyway, uh, we get, yes, you're right, we get the first inkling that maybe people are starting to catch on because... Ted from Breaking Bad wants his money back. And Jimmy Cooper's credit card is immediately declined, like some sort of weird karmic, like trying to push the narrative forward. It, yeah. He uses the card that's declined. Because... Ted from Breaking Bad is like, oh, I need to, you know, get some money from you because I have this like real estate opportunity and I need a second income because the pharmaceutical industry is going the wrong way. Yeah, I'm sorry. What, at what point did the pharmaceutical industry close like and know. go down? It has only <laughs> ever gone up. Uh, I, I hate that scene too. Like the whole interaction because. You mean every Jimmy Cooper scene? Well, but yeah. Ted works. from Breaking Bad comes at Jimmy like twice. Once is at when he's trying to get takeout, and the other time is literally at Cotillion, which are two really inappropriate places to like do ask, business. Like, yeah, like ask someone who's holding on to your money for a large sum of your money. I do think though. I think in this scene, he's like, "Hey, did you get my phone calls?" And Jimmy's just like, "Nope, I don't go to my office anymore, so I don't do work." <laughs> like, I think that God, I think he's, like, that he's tracking him down. A I think bit, he's yeah. like respected the boundaries and now he's like I need my money yeah like, he, he has gone through the normal the channels and now he is going through the abnormal channels um Ryan goes to the party that Holly is having at the beach house mistake Ryan god and it's just it just sets up every time every single time that Ryan sits down he is an immediate view of Marissa and then every single time he talks to Marissa, Luke is just out of camera. Like it is every single time. Like yep. it, it's just it, it and it happens exactly the same way again. Of course, Luke is pissed off. This is literally the third time he has caught Marissa talking to, you know, Ryan and and, and is again pissed about it. And Luke asks a legitimate question, which is, "Why are you always talking to her?" Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> in Ryan's defense, he does not know like anyone else at this party. <laughs> We're neighbors, which is kind of what Marissa gives as the response. I mean, like if she if she would introduce him to a few other people. So, so also, she never talks to Seth at parties for very long. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're yeah. neighbors, and he's well, Seth the just hot kind one. Of goes off on his own. Well, Seth went to the barbecue because he yeah. knew what was up. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that happens in like another scene where he's like Seth and Ryan somehow get separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for someone who who doesn't have a whole lot of friends, Seth is very very quick to ditch the one guy he's with. <laughs> yeah. Hey, because I think which he's is kind of is, a weirdo. He's he's extroverted in a really weird, strange way. Yeah, but he walks. But Seth, while, while this whole thing with with Ryan and Marissa and Luke is going on. Uh, Seth goes over and finds out that Summer is trying to trade him because she's got Jack Johnson tickets and she is willing to give those and a massage. Go give those bad boys up just so she doesn't have to walk. Now I think this is 2003. This has got to be the height of Jack Johnson, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. this has got to be prime. You want to see this has got to be like like at least could be bubbly toes, could be banana pancakes era Jack Johnson. Like this is when people wanted to see this man live. And so yeah. she's trying to trade him like a bargaining chip and then Seth kind of does the you could at least pretend to be excited and she can't. She cannot pretend to be excited. Yeah, that's not that's not a that's not an ability that's in Summer's emotional wheelhouse right now. And the next time Seth enters the house, Ryan is one more time getting punched by Luke because Ryan is now defending Marissa's ability to talk to people. And it really sucks because Ryan is really actually trying to stay out of it and then Luke basically says like, yeah, you can talk to anybody but but him and she's like, don't tell her what she can do. Like, like she can do whatever she wants and not the answer, surprisingly, that Luke was looking for. And, and Ryan's got this look on his face, like, I'm going to get punched. Like, this is going to become a fight. This is going to become a fight, but I can't That not, I can't be a part of. But I can't not do this. But I really don't want to be doing this. And I think he says to Luke at one point, I'm not going to fight you. And then Luke. And Luke. Proceeds, yeah, proceeds like, to okay. punch him right in the gut. Yeah, Marissa's pissed. Marissa's angry, and he got his butt kicked like a Cohen. Yeah, Seth is proud. 
Party over. Yeah, Seth <laughs> is proud. Is this where we smash t- cut to Cotillion, or I, is there... We skip the scene where Kirsten comes back after talking to Jimmy. Like, she comes and brings him lunch, and Sandy's like, we're not helping him anymore. And yeah. he gets his really good, like, East Coast accent. Like, you would never steal. You would never lie. And then she says, there's nothing I wouldn't do for this family. And it is a very Kirsten Cohen line, and it is, it's it's genuine. You kind of understand her point of view. And then, from there, before we get to Cotillion, we got to understand that a couple people are not yeah, going. Yeah, everyone's ditching. Everyone's at the ditching. same time. Everyone's getting everyone's ready. Ditching at the Ryan's like, ditching, Sandy's ditching, who's uh, Jimmy's ditching. And right? Marissa is ditching, which is surprising me. Jimmy wants to ditch, but he's such a spy Endless pushover that he ends up going. Yeah, well, he's no, like, no. oh, I'm gonna Jimmy, cause a scene. Jimmy but. is ditching. Like Jimmy's plan is to ditch before he consults anyone else. And then as soon as he opens his mouth yeah, in front of his wife. Yeah, no, you are he would actually correct. ditch it like Sandy Cohen. He had every intention of not going. If he would have hid better in his house, he yeah. wouldn't have been. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't want to go because he doesn't want his financial fraud exposed. <laughs> Sandy doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to look at everyone fawning over Jimmy. Because he doesn't want to be in a place that Jimmy is. Yeah. Uh, These are legit. Two two very, very good reasons. Yeah. uh, Ryan doesn't want to go because he knows shit's going to keep going. Ryan's like, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. I don't want (laughs) to go to this. (laughs) Why does no one understand that I don't want to go to this? It's like if you got a brand new dog and then immediately took it to a parade. And it's like, (laughs) I just found you. I don't know what this is. But most importantly, most importantly, Marissa does not want to go. Yeah. And And Julie. Is not happy. Dude, dude uh, can I just mention? I don't think Julie is actually in contention for the belt this episode, but she throws herself into the ring. Yeah. She literally jumps in the ring and just knocks shit about yeah. in this one She's scene. Much more of a supporting character this episode, but she gives it. Oh, she gives her it all, everything. Absolutely. Like, Marissa's her dress like, is fantastic. Marissa's and her like, hair is. Yeah, yeah, she looks great, but she just. She goes in and, and, and Marissa's sitting there and it's just like, I'm not going to go to Cotillion. You know, like, why aren't you dressed yet? Well, I'm not going to Cotillion. And, and she just keeps giving him the business. Like me and Luke, we got into a fight. Oh, you've been in fights before. You know, it's like you've been together forever. Marissa gives her the maybe that's the problem. Again, she's just kind of reaching out for help. And, and Julie Cooper is still in this mindset of you've put in enough work with Luke. Like he's from a good family. You'll never want for anything. At which point Marissa's like, but I don't even want for anything now. And Julie says things can change. This is the first time Julie's like, and, and we as a viewer, I think we read into this, but I think it's real. I think Julie understands that Jimmy's actually in trouble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way that she's never actually said to Jimmy that she understands that they're in trouble. Like every single time she's like, you'll figure it out. But this is the instance where she's like, no, things can change. Yeah. She, she knows they're on thin ice. Yeah. I think Julie's getting ready to do what she needs to do to claw her way to, out of yeah, this one. Too. I think, I think she when she says things can change, yeah, when she says things can and change. It's not like, well, honey, me and your dad are going down. Like, no, no, it's no. like, no, it's like he's going down. He's going down, and I might have to get out. I'm bailing yeah. on that. Yeah. And, and I'm ready to claw myself out of this and one. It'll too. be a lot easier for me if I know that you've already got a rich dude on the hook. But she doesn't want that. Marissa doesn't want that. She makes yeah. a good point to her. She's like, I'm 16. Yeah, and then she says, I'm 16. Maybe there's someone out there for me that like, isn't who, him. Like, that boy from Chino? Like, who that boy from Chino? At which point, Marissa gives a look that's like, oh, shit. Marissa's like, actually it knows that she's into him because like you know it could have been like she's just flirting with him like over and over and over again and it's like she thinks it's funny when luke punches people a hundred percent but then it's like oh no she's actually starting to admit to her mom even that she's into this guy who she's been saying she isn't and her mom is not happy um and and throws out the trashy aunt from riverside and then Marissa's like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go. I'm sorry. And Julie Cooper, with all the vitriol one can muster, gives the, you're not, but you will be. And it's like, so ominous. fuck Julie Cooper. You are so good. Oh, I love you so much. She's really good. So Marissa then is on a phone call with Summer. Because again, Summer, checking in, right? Like, this is what Summer does. Summer's very good at being a friend. Summer goes, Marissa, not here. It's Marissa's cotillion. Where are you, Coop? And then Coop is like, well, I'm not coming. You're not coming. Uh, and then she says, yeah, well, you know, all that stuff with Luke and Ryan. And she's like, Ryan isn't even here. And Marissa's eyes light the fuck up. And it's just like, all right, we get it. But yeah. 
Woof. Um, those anime eyes. Yeah, yeah, those anime eyes, that wolf cola. That's also when Seth shows up and has to be like, Anna, in life. And yeah. peeks in there and she's like, Ryan is not coming. He's like, yes. Yeah, because <laughs> well, again. That's, that's the first scene when they when they talk yeah. and then they wind up. And it's great. You know, it's like da-da-da comic books. And she's like, oh, well, da-da-da-da comic books. Graphic novels. Yeah, graphic novels. And it's all because Marissa's not coming. Now. Uh, you literally hear Luke with the best line, which is, well, then why did I get dressed up for? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. So whiny. And then uh, he decides that, I guess, if you're the only person I can go with, Summer, I will be your well, Summer kind of is day. like, I have an idea. Yeah. And so they go together, and so Summer lets uh, Seth down very Quickly. And Seth is pissed off, and Anna's like, "Huh, He's that's kind weird of that a, you're pissed off about that because I'm great and I'm right here." But okay, I'm cool. Like I'm not mini, gonna make a scene. He has like a mini tantrum, and I'm just like, "Come on, man!" And so he leaves and goes to the hall, and uh, Anna follows him. In the meantime, in the meantime, Ryan has made his way to the big house. Ryan has made his way to the big house. Here's the thing, great because he discovers that uh, Sandy Cohen is in the big house too. Is Sandy Cohen eating cereal? I couldn't Probably. tell. They're like. I'm not going to Cotillion. I thought you were. I'm not going. I thought you were. And then they end up playing video games. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They were both so happy that they had <laughs> yeah. someone to hang out with. Yeah. Sandy has the great waltzing in orchids. What could be more you? Yeah, <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> and then they have like a very real conversation about what it's like to be an outsider in this community. That is a very good. Like you know, Sandy Cohen does like the whole like everyone feels like a fraud here. Like it's not just you. Like everyone's an outsider. Everyone has a secret that they're scared to shit that the person next door is going to find out. About. Which is a really good point, and I think goes back to what Maya was saying about Anna. She's like the one person who's like okay with herself because she's not. She doesn't. She is herself. Like she doesn't she, have secrets. She doesn't act like someone else. So she doesn't feel like a fraud. And she then, does have some secretly horrible hats. Yeah. She's well, <laughs> we haven't seen those yet. The two of them are just like busy playing video games. Um, video game and doorbell rings. By the way, Ryan has been in this house as an official member for, of the house for what, like a day, and he's answering the door now. This is Ryan's job. He Rose is gone. She's she's <laughs> off in Tahiti, and uh, Sandy Cohen is too obsessed with Dynasty Warriors, this game he just found out about. Um, and Ryan answers the door. Again, I believe in a nice choker and uh, white tee again. Is this just like what it's, he... It's what he would have worn under his tux had he gone to Catania. <laughs> yeah. He answers the door and guess what? It's Marissa. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's just another moment that they share. It, the, these two people could not be more happy to see each other. Yeah. God. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Yeah. Um, You're not going. I'm not going. You're not going. I'm not going. <laughs> Wanna come play video games? Wanna come play video games? But then they're instantly like, let's go to Cotillion together. Well, Marissa's yeah. like, like, I'll go if you go. And I just, I know she loves him and is probably blinded by the hearts in her eyes, but like, what do you think is going to happen? I think all she could think was, I'll be in my, like, it's going to be so romantic. <laughs> Even though, like, she knows that it's going to be a shit show when they get there, but she's just holding on to the fantasy of what it's going to be like when they get there. Can I tell you my headcanon for this? I think what it is, is I think Ryan has been one of the only people who has, like, actually listened to her in a way that she was comfortable sharing with him. Like, the scene where she actually tells him, I think something's wrong with my, like, dad in the Model Home episode. She's like, I think something's going on. Um, and so she has actually shared this intimate moment. And Ryan, for better or worse, has been someone now that uh, is one of her major support systems. <laughs> I think it's one of those, I can't go to this thing unless I know I have like this support there. Like Ryan has literally spoken up for her multiple times like when Luke has been shitty. And she knows Luke is going to be shitty. And she knows she probably should be at this cotillion. And so if she's going to go, she needs to make sure that she's got... like. Team Marissa on deck, which is essentially at this point only Summer and Ryan. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that, but like she's also like kind of ignoring the fact that every time she does this, she makes it difficult for him. Oh, He's the one yes. that pays for all of this. <laughs> but throwing caution to the wind, they decide, all right, fuck it, we're going to Cotillion. So they go to tell Sandy. And who- and they go tell they go tell Sandy <laughs> who's still playing Dynasty Warriors. Yells, Ryan, I'm totally annihilating all the other ninjas. Peter Gallagher can't deliver that line. <laughs> no, well. no. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm totally annihilating all the other like ninjas. On so they tell Sandy we're going to Cotillion, and he says, 
we'll all get the car. Yeah. He's like, I'm not missing this. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, I need to see this shit. <laughs> or maybe he's thinking, look, I'm Ryan's dad. I know Ryan keeps getting into shit now. I need to be where he is. Otherwise, stuff's going to burn down. Like, I think it's, you know, six of one, half dozen half of the other. Half of the other, yeah. yeah. He wants um, to see the shit So they down. go to Cotillion. And shit immediately goes down. Shit immediately goes down. Because why wouldn't it? Well, because they roll up together. Yeah. yeah. Why do they, what is, what is she thinking? That's have what him, I just have said. Have Peter Gallagher drive around the block. Like, you know what I mean? If you're both going to go, you don't enter together. Because, uh, you know what? Luke is terrible all the time. But Luke's Luke's observation is very he good. Has which, a point. Which is like, you okay, I'm not blind. You came here with him. Like, I understand what's going down. You told Summer you weren't coming. Now you're here with him. Like, this is a good point. This is a common Luke theme where it's either he's calling people gay and punching them or he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> there's something very upsetting happening right now and I'd like to just make it known that I don't like it. <laughs> or maybe I'm just going to question yeah. it a little bit. I and need then you I'll, all to know. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, what's going on here? Like, He's, he's yeah, either he's- handling things exactly the opposite way that I would or... Entirely yeah. the way that I would. <laughs> There's several points in the series. And to be fair to him, nothing good happens either way. So. Yeah. yeah. But, but also, like, he could have everyone on his side if he wasn't such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? He could just be like, like. People would stand up for him if he yeah, wasn't. Marissa, awesome. Marissa, this hurts me. Yeah. If he if he had any sort of emotional intelligence yeah. whatsoever. But he doesn't, and he's not going. And he literally says to Marissa, we're done. Yeah, which is kind of a breakup almost, I would say. It's definitely a breakup. And I would and say Ryan's like, Ugh. Ryan was there immediately to pick up all <laughs> yeah. of them pieces. And Ryan does offer Anna the opportunity to uh, go be his date again. And Anna says, nope, your hitman took care of it. And I have a date. Well, she doesn't like, quite yet, but she has is, a date. And that's why this is such a boss move on Anna's part. God, Anna's so good. She she so knows she needs a date for tonight. She doesn't have one. Her date comes back, and she says, no, I'm going to go pick up this. Because she knows that she can because she's a fucking boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go get Cohen. She basically like walks up. It's like she knows she knows what's up, and then yeah. she just like makes it happen while also changing his life. Like she manages to like give him teach him enough confidence, like fatherly advice, while also hooking up a date to the cotillion. Well, and, it's awesome, and like low key, like actually helping him with summer because like literally yeah, like yeah. she does the confidence Cohen immediately after that. Summer has now been left by Luke. Summer has now been left by Ryan, and now Summer is de- desperate for a date. Sees Cohen walking back into the room and says, "Hey, I'm actually free now if you want to." And Seth is all ready to say yes, and then Anna like nudges him once, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna go that way." Yeah. And it's very much like when when he's listening to Anna, he isn't going like, "Oh, confidence," because Anna. He's going confidence because that's what Summer is going to appreciate. Like yeah. he's still reading in his head, "I'm yeah. still in love with Summer." Anna feels like like one of the few examples of a character that's like it's not the gay best friend and it's not just like a lover it's like a combination of both where it seems <laughs> it's actually like like you really want it where it's like you can tell that they're gonna like be a thing later but it's also like she genuinely has his back and is like teaching him shit and they have a lot in common they just like banter off mm-hmm. each other in this way where it's it's not obvious whether or not they're gonna hook up it's just like he's just like little mm-hmm. little things she, I don't know she's like She's like what the manic pixie dream girl is supposed is. Yeah. What people She's are like a functional yes. pixie dream girl. She's got her own shit going on. She's not like profoundly damaged in some weird way, but she does swing in. She doesn't exist only to make this loser a better person. Mm-hmm. She does do that, mm-hmm. but it's kind of to benefit her. And also, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of the right thing to and do. And I also think she's totally a fan of shaking up shit in this community. Like, yeah. that's like what she likes. Like, she she, want, she wanted people to see her dancing with Ryan because she didn't give a fuck if people saw her dancing with Ryan. She wanted, you know, this, she wanted that. So anyway, the cotillion then begins. Ryan has now consoled Marissa and is now going to be her date. The cotillion begins. People are introduced. That mirror shot, though, mm-hmm. when they both come out of the mm. dressing rooms. Mm. And it's like the three-way mirror. And then... Ugh. So good. So very good. Oh, gosh, yeah. And you see Ryan first in his mm-hmm. suit, and then she comes into the picture, and it's just like, 
Huh. But yeah, we get to meet everyone's dads. <laughs> Sandy showed up and did not dress up. Yeah, Sandy did not dress up. Sandy's in the exact same thing he was wearing when he was playing video yeah, games. Yeah. 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 And, and, and Kirsten says, what does she say? You couldn't have put on a tux? And he says, pick your battles, hon. <laughs> pick your battles. Did any of you do, like, I, 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 I'm assuming nobody here participated in a debutante ball at any point. Not did me. any of you do cotillion? No. No. No? Was that a thing for that, you? That was a, it wasn't a thing for me. It was a thing my mom threatened me with. <gasps> if I don't, like, if I don't act, if I don't act right, she'll make me do cotillion. I think my mom might have pulled that card once or twice, but I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, not not seriously. Yeah. That was not a position I, I was ever going to be in. I think that's like a Jewish thing, Dan. I don't know. They'll they'll force you to do the 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 waspiest shit possible. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. where are we gonna find all the wasps, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> where are you gonna make that cotillion happen? But I had no idea that like that this was like the West Coast purity ball where the the dads hand off their oh, daughters. God, it's just so in it's, white dresses. It's it's so terrible. And two two guys in white bow ties again. Ryan, I, do you think he's wearing a choker under that? Because or or is a bow tie just a choker with a frill on? <laughs> I like to think he's wearing Ooh. a choker. So later on, you will see him without a tie on mm. and his collar undone, and there is no choker to be found. Oh. So the, all the ladies come out. Uh, they they greet their gentlemen, and then they start dancing. I just want to say, yes, Marissa's hair looks terrible. Oh, it's so bad. It's, so it's bad. very sloppy for something that is like a white tie event. That is not something I would notice, but yes, I guess I, it's like she brushed well, into remember, a little pony. She didn't really have time because she wasn't planning on going. I like, will say though that her hair at the I believe it's at the rehearsal is very good. It it looks really good for like the. First time in the series, like it actually looks like not uh, like straightened to shit, or like it looks like semi natural in a way that we she, haven't seen yet. Like the time never, she was brushing it, but only brushed one side, so the other was still kind of like ratty. <laughs> she, she's never entirely put together. There is always her eyes are her eyes are always on point, but there's always something where she's either wearing something terrible or her hair is bad. Yeah, I just I understand she didn't have time. She could work around that. <laughs> yeah, wear a wig this, next time. This girl in this place knows how to quickly fix her hair to yeah, make it not look like that's absolute shit. There's a couple of nice little moments during during Cotillion when the the boys bow to their debutantes. Yeah, where things them. where things are are going very well before Ted from Breaking Bad, you know, talks to Jimmy. Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, he gets blown off one time at Cotillion. Jimmy does successfully blow him off, and then uh, Jimmy does one thing right. Yeah, Jimmy does entire life. Yeah. Uh, there. So all the debutantes still dancing. It is still officially the ball. And uh, one more time, Holly's father comes over and you know knock 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 on on Jimmy's door and is like, "Hey, so you were supposed to bring the check. I told you to bring the check yesterday. You're not bringing the check." And he says, "I don't have the money with you. No, like I don't have the money." And shit hits the fan because he, for once Jimmy is actually telling the truth to somebody in his life, and and shockingly they don't like it. Yeah, go figure that. Uh, how much money was that that he was looking for? Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or something? Two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars that he was looking for, and apparently that's an amount of money uh, worth punching someone over. And I mean. I would punch someone over uh, much less oh, money. Me too, but even I'd punch someone over two hundred fifty. I think. Even given that Jimmy has blown him off, Ted from Breaking Bad goes very quickly to, you stole my money. You're a thief. You're a thief. He keeps calling him a thief like loudly and makes an absolute scene. It's it's a wonderful scene. Well, but like here's my problem. He wasn't saying like anything of information to anyone there. All he was doing was allowing speculation to arise. Um, Jimmy Cooper, by the way, one knock, he's out. Did you yeah, see that shit? Gone. He hit the floor. He daddy, has no spine. daddy, and he's Who gone. Expects? Like the daddy's gone. Daddy's daddy's gone. Also, Sandy Cohen uh, <laughs> tries to Bless stop the punches heart. and immediately gets like just one one hit. Knock, knock yeah, over. yeah, exactly. And, and Ryan has to bum rush in. Yeah, and and tackle <laughs> the tackle tackle the grown, rich white person. Tackle like, a grown man. <laughs> Yeah, if I had a dollar for every first rich white person he tackles in the show, it'd be a lot of people. You'd have more money than Jimmy Cooper. <laughs> Just the facts. Anyway, um, all of this goes down. Marissa's world is shook. Marissa runs outside, and it's dramatic. Who's there to comfort her with a coat? 
Ryan. Ryan comes out, has a coat on, takes it off, gives it to her. Is this the scene where you see that he's not wearing a choker? It is. I'm guessing that the bow tie was enough for him to feel secure around the neck area. Um, <laughs> and he took it off. He's in full vulnerability mode right now. Yeah. Um, and he is ready to uh, be there for Marissa. And she's just like, it's crazy. Everything's crazy. And here's the crazy thing for all of you folks listening at home. He's like, let's get out of here. And she says, sure. Then Luke, Luke shows comes up out. Uh, out of nowhere. His hair looks terrible. His hair looks like he's he has a bald spot in the back and he's trying to comb it back yeah, so it yeah. covers it. It's rough. He, he looks like he looks like the Wolf of Wall Street. And and he's standing there and and he's just like I heard what happened. The word, you know, word got out to me um and I want to, you know, I want <laughs> you to be okay. I want to make sure everything's okay, everything's fine. And kind of I would say anticipating that she would then go to him for comfort. And she makes a very interesting choice which is neither and she leaves, leaving both gentlemen standing outside. But here's the crazy shit. If Luke hadn't shown up, she literally says the line to, to Luke, I just need to be alone right now. But she didn't because she was about to go home with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like them two were about to like hug at least for a while. <laughs> and, and like she then says to Luke, oh, no, I need to be alone right now, which all that means is I don't want to be with you and I can't let you at this point know that I want to be with Ryan. It's also like we don't see Marissa do too many strong moves like that. I haven't yet. So her just like these two guys kind of cornering her and her being like, actually what I need right now because this is actually about me and not about you guys, yeah. is I need some alone time with neither of you. And they both shut up real quick, which I liked. They do. Yeah. In the background, uh, Seth has now asked permission to take Ryan's date home, yeah. which is just a baller move. <laughs> Anything else you want to note by the end of the episode? Anna is going to go, is not going to be around for the rest of the summer because she's going to, she's sailing to Tahiti. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> which breaks Seth on some level. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's, End that's, scene. yeah, that's the episode. That's the episode. This is the first kind of foray into what the rest of the show could look like. What do you guys think about like this actual episode, like construction-wise? It was really good. It balanced its plots nicely. There's always something going on. They always there's there's nothing boring happening really. Mm. The closest you come to it is whatever the fuck Jimmy Cooper is up to, <laughs> yeah. which isn't boring. You it's just, just hate awkward him. and you hate it. Yeah. yeah. And I forgot. How much happens in this episode? And this is something Maya was saying earlier, but like so many things happen. We get debut of Anna. We get debut of Anna and Seth. We get actually debut of Seth and Summer kind of in a way. We just, in general, Seth becomes an actual character. It's not pilot level boring. We get Marissa now realizing that Ryan's going to be sticking around for a little while, understanding that, oh, now Ryan is option. It feels like to me, after the first three episode arc, things are finally settling and we're for the first time seeing how they spice things up with a more settled plot. Like another show, especially with the length of a season that the first season of the OC has, would save something like that with Jimmy for like the mid-season finale, if not the actual finale. This they is would, season They four. would drag it out. Or se- this is episode and This is the four. fourth episode and they've already just blown that up. Yeah. Yeah, God. It's just like they drag it out enough that you're like, okay, I'm ready to be done with this. And then they're like, yeah, we're ready to be done with it too. And it's Let's the first episode. And so yeah, it, it's really cool. Belt this week. Clear. Belt, no. Belt this week was hard for me. Oh I know God, it's clear so clear for, for me. Yeah, and yeah. I think you're wrong. So, yeah, that's go. okay. You can go first. I mean, I think it's Anna, best character in the show. She shakes things up. I think she's great. I love watching her every time she's on screen. I was actually like really surprised that I came into this thinking, well, I'm really going to want to give this to Anna because it's Anna. Mm-hmm. But but then also like like somebody else is going to emerge for me and like obviously take that away and that kind of didn't happen like there are definitely other contenders but like she like brings it so hard and even if all she really does is is just fuck up Seth's whole existence that's pretty big. Herbs is a am I going to lose this a hundred percent? Yeah, I think so. Like Julie wasn't in it enough, but she mm-hmm. really had some great moments. Seth finally felt like Seth. Sandy made a valiant effort, but Anna, this is what I said, I said Anna burst onto the scene and stole my heart. Can I just throw this at you? Okay. Mm -hmm. To me, Anna's still an outside force. And yes, she influences things, right? But you know who influences this entire episode? It's fucking Marissa. 
Marissa literally is manipulating things so that she and Ryan can end up in situations together. Like, nothing in this episode happens if Marissa acts like a normal fucking human being. <laughs> no, but no, no, I mean that. Like, this is 100% true. Yeah. If Marissa acts like a normal person for once in her goddamn life, nothing in this episode happens. But she is so infatuated with Ryan that she is making decisions that do not make sense. Like, at all. She has three episodes of experience of me talk to Ryan around Luke or in place Luke can be, bad thing happen. She <laughs> knows this. <laughs> she, she knows this though. And, and yet she does so many things in this episode that directly conflict with that. Why? Because she's fucking owning this shit because she knows exactly what she wants and she's getting it. But and she, she doesn't. I, she, I don't think when you say she's manipulating it, she's only manipulating it subconsciously because she does not know what she's doing. But I she cannot do, she support that. She has the clipboard. She has the clipboard, and she is. The clipboard doesn't have a manipulate thing, so I can end up with Ryan. No, but it on. does it have debutante. But it does have him not with her best friend. Like she is actively making decisions against people around her, so that she can still have Ryan in her back pocket. Her eyes light up in a way they can't light up better than. Like she has the full anime eyes when she goes, "Oh, I thought you're going to live with your mom," and he's like, "I'm going to be here for a while," and she goes. Oh, and then immediately gears start turning in this woman's head and she goes, I need to be with this. I need to see this through. And she does. She takes so many actions in this that are like crazy and illogical, but she is amazing. Like the idea of, 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 of opening the door. Like I'm certain that she knew it was him. She opens the door, asks this guy, like she has a servant somewhere in her house, but she asks <laughs> this guy to freaking zip her up. She knows what she's doing. She fucking owned this episode for me. And I get the Anna argument. I get it. She's the new outside cog coming in to shake things up. She's like our Ryan 2.0 who actually knows what she's doing and actually has a thought and a plan and a sense of self. But Marissa Cooper in this episode throws her weight around behind the scenes so much that it actually ends up influencing the rest of the episode. I hear that. I respect that. Valid. You have made a solid Solid argument. It was actually really beautiful. I know I was going to lose, but I just needed you guys to understand. <laughs> no, no, and I think that's that's actually I think that's the most important part about this title belt is because I didn't really think about that until you brought all that up. I agree. I also think you're giving her too much credit. I I, I would have to. Agree I don't with that. think she's. I think individually, maybe these steps she's doing consciously, but I don't think she's figured out the grandmaster plan. If she did that, if she did that consciously, you would have the world's greatest argument for sure. But none of this compares. Confidence, Cohen. Confidence, Confidence. Cohen. Is that oh going to be your God. fucking quote of the episode? God damn it. It, it honestly might it's be. It's going to be the quote of the episode for this episode. Okay, what Marissa quote is yours? Is <laughs> Zip me well, up? What episode did Marissa Yeah, I was going to say Marissa Zip me up would be actually a really great one. I think yeah. mine might be. You're not, but you will be. Yeah, I, God, like, Julie me. Cooper Chilled throws me. chills down Ooh. the spine with that shit. I'll go with Julie Cooper for the quote of the episode. I actually, you know what? I, I kind of want to go with confidence going for this episode, though. Because when I think about a quote of the episode, I think about something that like I will remember. I think confidence quote is more like one of those iconic lines mm. that you just know. So I'm fine with either. But I thought you were very upset about it. No, I just was pissed about it. No, I wasn't pissed about it. I get why she's the winner. And I, you know, it's her belt now. I think if she's going to get the belt, she also has to get the quote. They, th- they go together. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm in the mood for some facts. Hey, Curves, can you yeah. tell us? Ideally, nothing else. <laughs> just the facts. Here they are, guys. Just the facts. So this is, um, it first aired on August 26th. 6th. 2003. You, you so, are not the facts man. No, I'm kind not. of the end of the August news roundup. Uh, Jessica Lynch was given an honorable discharge from the army. She was the oh. soldier who was captured in March of 2003 and rescued in April. Yeah. Um, Didn't the rescue turn out to be like a giant fraud? There's like a doctor who was involved that maybe was a fraud. I remember. Anthrax was a thing still. Um, there <laughs> like was a, mail? Like in the mail? There was a bioweapons expert, and he was um, the subject of an FBI anthrax investigation. And on August 30th, he filed a lawsuit claiming his rights were violated. So we were still afraid of anthrax in the mail. Um, the final report on the space shuttle Columbia was released. Um, that was in oh, damn. February when it disintegrated on reentry. Um, it was its 28th mission. Rwanda held its first presidential election since the 1994 genocide. And here's a, <laughs> here's a fun fact for you, though. 
In 2016, Rwanda had the highest percentage of women in national legislature. It was 64% women and 36% men. I actually heard about that. It's really cool. Interesting. Uh, For comparison, the U.S. was 96th. So did OC start the tide of... (laughs) (laughs) Just the facts. I'm just giving the facts. You can put it together. And um, in August, uh, Gregory Hines, who was a tap dancer passed away, and also Idi Amin, who was a terrible person in Uganda, <laughs> passed away. <laughs> and, we, and we celebrated his death with a debutante ball. <laughs> Idi Amin held on until 2003. Three? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Holy shit. I know. If you, if you want to read some awful stuff about him, look him up. I don't want to talk about yeah. him anymore. <laughs> Those are the facts. Cool. Thanks, Krabs. A lot of them were depressing, but I feel like, you know what? In an episode like this, very fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Can't control the facts. Can't control. <laughs> Is that your tagline now? <laughs> it's going to change. Curbs just the facts. <laughs> you can't, can't control, control the facts. Can't, can't control I, I'm Mark and I love the OC. I'm Dan and I love the OC. I'm Maya and I love Anna Str- I mean the OC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Curbs and I love the OC. And facts. <laughs> I won't pretend I'm your girlfriend while I'm still wondering. Will you still love me when summer is over? The way you used to love me before she came over. The way you used to love me. Yeah.